Do you want Spears and Ali unchained, unfiltered, uncensored? If you like the live show on ESPN Tucson, 1490 AM, 94.9 HD, Channel 4, and the ESPN Tucson mobile app, then you'll love Spears and Ali Overtime, where we discuss sports, culture, movies. And enough with the gratuitous cussing, Justin. I mean, you don't have to always use words like and and go yourself. It's Spears and Ali Overtime. Subscribe, rate, and comment on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. Spears, I like that. With Justin Spears and Ali Farhang on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4, ESPN Tucson. Brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union, the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans, and Rightway Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. You listen to Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson, 1490-949, Channel 4 on your HD dial. I am Mike Luke. Filling in one last day for Justin Spears, uh, Ben White filling in for Ali Farhang, Andrew Trujillo just being Andrew Trujillo. All right, we got a lot to get to this show. Again, show's brought to you by the Nova Home Runs uh, and uh, Rightway Heating, Cooling, and Heating, Cooling, and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Excuse me, who else did I forget, Andrew Trujillo? Uh, Tucson Federal Credit Union, Mike. Tucson Federal Credit Union, my friends. All right, now with uh, again, we got a lot to get to this show. We are going to talk a little bit of uh, obviously we're going to talk some uh, U of A basketball. We're going to go around the uh, the NFL, talk a little bit of NFL as well. But first, we're going to lead with some uh, Arizona women's basketball. Um, interesting game last night, Ben One White. A very interesting game. You go to double overtime against a seventh ranked USC. Um, you're without a a big so you had to go four small and uh, I think you got out out rebound from an offensive rebounding standpoint I think they had like 20 offensive rebounds Arizona had zero but uh, nonetheless a tough fought effort and uh, you know listening to the game on the radio you know who, who wouldn't be entertained right who wouldn't be entertained and that is the thing again where it's just you know like the aw shucks and uh, a bunch of remarks <laughs> like that but uh, again Arizona you got to give it to Adia Barnes um Arizona, yeah. you know, a lot of people questioning uh, Adia Barnes and, you know, what exactly uh, the end game is there. Man, they've they've fought this last couple weeks and they've put in some really, really good performances. And that's something that, uh, you know, you got to look for. You got to say, all right, well, you know, maybe there's light at the end of this tunnel. And um, I think, like I said, as a U of A fan, you got to be pretty excited about that, Ben One White. Well, you've beaten, well, you nearly beat number seven USC. You beat number three Stanford a couple of weeks ago. You smacked Cal. You went into three overtimes with Washington. And look, I mean, in terms of just the quality of opponent, I mean, the Pac-12 clearly has the best women's conference in, in all of the country. So I think there's something to be said about these types of wins because you've had some impressive wins. I mean, you've beaten a number of ranked teams throughout the season. Yeah, have you lost some games that you probably shouldn't have lost? Of course. I mean, early in the season, it was rough, right? Losing to UNLV by nearly 20 points, it's not really a, a great look per se, but uh, they've, they've turned it around, and, you know, Adidas said it over and over, and uh, I think it's fair to say that they should be a tournament team at this point. I mean, we'll see how they do in the Pac-12 tournament, but uh, things, are, things are looking good there, my friend Mike Luke. And, again, every time Arizona women's basketball is on, I, I make an effort to get to the radio and listen to it because, it, man, it's entertaining. It really yeah, I don't, I don't watch the game, but I'll certainly listen to the game. I'm also working on my senses for as I get older. But, um, yes, it was a uh, it was very, the, very entertaining. The radio, broadca- I was able to keep- 
Yeah, the radio broadcast was so excited last night when I think we went into the second overtime. You know, the individual on that broadcast just said, I need a moment to gather myself. And uh, they took a quick break. He was, yes, the passion is there, man. That's exactly what it is, man. I mean, the passion is there. It is a grassroots movement, and there is a leader behind that grassroots movement. There is yes. there. Yes, we but we will uh, we will continue to talk about that. But there's also some other really cool stuff to get to, including our good friend Justin Spears put this out there. By the way, Justin's supposed to be on vacation. Justin not on vacation. Justin, uh, you know, while others sleep, Justin grinds. No matter what it is, his name should have been Justin Grinds. Um, sounds like a football player. Sounds like a wide receiver. Justin Grinds goes slinking down the sideline. All right, but. Um, there's a Arizona football players in the NFL draft and, uh, here's the schedule or, you know, they're, they're going to be on today. And, um, this is going to be, or they're going to be on, uh, well, Tanner McLaughlin's going to be on today, they're but there's going to be, be some other yep. players. Yep. This is, uh, Ben, this is, uh, this is fascinating watching actual NFL players from the U of A competing at the combine. This is something we are not <laughs> used to my friend. No, to say the least, right. Um, what three players? You probably look at that entire roster with the way that it is right now on both sides of the ball. You know, we've talked about it probably what, maybe at least 10, 12 NFL potential players on this roster. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, you lose three guys. McLaughlin is there. Michael Wiley is there. Jacob Cowing is there. And and Jordan Morgan is there. Pretty, uh, pretty big, important pieces there for the team uh, yesterday, Mike Luke. Um, I think Morgan, as we've talked about, he's a clear probably first round guy. He's going to be fantastic wherever he goes. Um, Wiley cowing, you know, they're going to find spots on rosters McLaughlin as well. So a lot, a lot to be excited about. And I'm curious to see how they actually grade out. This is a good tool. This is also a good recruiting tool for uh, the university of Arizona, because let's be honest here. Every kid wants to play in the NFL. And honestly, um, you know, you and I were at the SC game (laughs) and uh, a big, uh, you know, like, it, it was kind of embarrassing, to be honest with you, when USC's players are being named that are in the NFL, and there's like, there's merely like 3,226, while Arizona's <laughs> players were then, and it was like two, and like one was a kicker, and another was a special teams ace. So, I mean, it's, uh, you, you know, you got to be able to get that up a little bit. And Tanner McLaughlin was a, a very nice first one. This guy, this guy is leaving here as Baby Gronk, um, you know, obviously Baby a Gronk. Yeah, I mean that—that's what they're calling him, man. Like seriously, the uh, now gr- granted, I don't know that the NFL is like totally uh, uh, hip to what Baby Gronk can do, but he's gonna—he's a draftable prospect. Obviously, uh, Michael Wiley, Jacob Cowing. Uh, then we'll get to Jordan Morgan in a second. But it feels weird having players that are actually gonna be drafted, Ben One White. Well, I mean that's what—that's what you signed up for. That's the direction of this program, and. Uh... You know what? You know, he, he left Arizona in, in a very, very ugly way or matter. I wouldn't have gone about it, but you got to tip the hat, tip the cap to the guy for bringing in these types of players. Right. And really turning this program around in the sense that, OK, we get good players here and we're going to develop guys. We're going to put guys in good spots. And with all that being said, um, you know, you're, you're going to have a spot here in the NFL because to your point, who doesn't want to play in the league? And well, why can't Arizona be that spot? Right. Especially going into the Big 12. Um, you're going to compete. You're competing for a college football playoff spot. So I think it's only going to continue because players across the country, especially in these regions where, you know, they're not getting the USC offers, they're not getting the UCLA offers. And even if they are right, they're not going to be getting the playing time that they want. Why not come to a program like Arizona 
that's close enough that competes in a very, very good football conference. And the proof is in the pudding because you've got players uh, being put into the league there, Mike Luke. You know what you're saying, Ben? You're saying why not back the A? Ben White yes. should literally be in charge virtually of the Arizona football recruiting pod. That is exactly what Ben did, and it was incredible what you did. Ben, I think your uh, callings are miscast doing what you're doing. You should be working for the U of A football staff. I'm a leader of men, sure. You very much are. But no, joking aside, though, it is really, really cool to see like actual players that are going to be playing in the NFL. Um we have, like I said, when you got a kicker and like a special teams ace, that's not quite what you're looking for for the uh, the variety of players that are in the NFL. Um, but, you know, a little bit different there, and uh, it's going to be exciting to watch. Plus, the NFL network is fantastic. The combine, here's where the NFL and, uh, and uh, Kevin Woodman will probably, uh, the NFL has turned this into like a year-long thing where every single time they highlight the combine. Or they mm-hmm. highlight the uh, NFL draft. They highlight free agency. It really is a 12-month out of the year endeavor, and I think that's why it's the uh, it's the biggest sport going, Ben White. Well, I mean, it, it's an event. I mean, the NFL is is 365, as we know. Um, the one thing with the combine that's a little unfortunate, but at the same time, it's really not because you know what type of player uh, you know these guys are going to be. Is guys like Williams not going to be testing? Right? They're not going to be doing anything. You know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is not going to be speaking. So, but again, I mean, look, you you know what you're getting there. I think this is really an opportunity for guys who are not in the spotlight to showcase themselves and show teams what they can do. And um, I'll be curious to see where some of these Arizona guys uh, grade out. Um, There's also a couple of interesting things coming out of the combine. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but every year there's always some crazy comment or thought. And I I wonder sometimes if players are just making it up to get attention to try to get their draft stock up. But there is a a particular quarterback on Texas Tech who has come out and gone full Kyrie Irving talking about how he doesn't believe in outer space. Mike Luke, did you see this? I did see this. This is an interesting way. Now, I got a question for you. If you don't believe in outer space, we see Andrew Trujillo right there, and he's – I think he's questioning the veracity of this uh, 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 movement as well. But I always wonder with situations like this, like with Kyrie Irving, he wasn't trying to get attention. He's just legitimately crazy. But um, with other players, though, you know, are you uh, what exactly, you know, are you just trying to, like, get a little bit of attention? Are you trying to grease the wheels or is this just locker room talk? Is this water cooler (laughs) talk, as uh, Rich Rodriguez would say? But, yes, it was very interesting. Maybe you've got the next Pat Mahomes and the next Pat Mahomes from Texas Tech just doesn't happen to believe in outer space. Maybe, maybe. And he's also come out and said he doesn't believe that the U.S. landed on the moon back in 69. So, well, who does believe that? Yeah. I mean, let's I mean, it's all, be honest. It's all, doc, it's all documented. But, you know, first time I met Andrew Trujillo, the first thing he said was, do you believe that the U.S. really landed on the moon? I mean, I was taken aback by it a little bit, and then I realized, I'm like, dude, if Andrew Trujillo is saying this, then, I mean, probably didn't happen. This is true, Andrew Trujillo. That's how I start every relationship. Yeah, exactly. You know, when Andrew <laughs> met his wife, the first thing that he asked her was, do you believe that the United States landed on the moon? And, you know, and then they work backwards for me. And the, and the answer depends on where we go moving forward. It yeah, really does. Uh, yeah, no, it really does. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about these players, though, and what they uh, could mean. And then, obviously, we're going to get into some uh, NFL talk or, excuse me, some uh, uh, Wildcat basketball talk. But uh, yep. get into some NFL talk as we're talking about the combine. Um, but... Uh, Listen, let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, Tanner McLaughlin, you know, he feels like a player that's going to play in the NFL for a long time, in my opinion. Um, yeah. He's 
very much got the feel to uh, that he's a bigger dude. And not only is he a bigger guy, he can move, he can pass, catch. He can do a lot of different things, Ben. He's a pretty impressive player all the way around. And that was a very good find by Jed Fish out of Southern Utah. Yeah, it's crazy when you actually use your tight ends and try to incorporate them into your offense, what what can happen. And I think, yeah, I mean, to your point, he does a number of different things. Um, I think he'll be good, even if he has to come in and, you know, if there's other positions within the team that he has to take on, I think he's willing to do that. Um, Wiley, you know, I think will be interesting and in, in cowing as well, Mike. Uh, yes, very much so. So let's talk about Wiley first. Um, Wiley, he's kind of a Wiley player out of the backfield um, and that he can uh, he can catch passes. He can run through. Um, he very much has the feel of somebody that like back when Patriots were good, that they always had on the roster, a Shane Vereen, a yeah. James White, you know, kind of that that jack of all trades that you know, can just kind of do a little bit of everything. He very much has that feel to him. And again, you watch him and he's, you know, he's a really, really good football player. Um, I'll be, I'm going to be very curious to see where he goes um, because it does feel like he probably will be picked. I mean, you look at some of the mocks and he's generally somewhat slotted between the fifth round of free agency, uh, you know, but he does feel like he's going to be picked. Or if he doesn't get picked, he's obviously going to have a chance of being on an NFL roster. And I think that's a pretty impressive aspect as well, Ben One-White. Yeah, I mean, that's what you want to see, right? Especially, you know, when you're trying to get this program continued in the right direction uh, with the season that you had last year. You know, I think it's really easy with the way college football is to to, to get a bunch of guys in the portal if you can and, and have a really hot season. But it's another thing to actually keep these guys and, and keep that momentum up. And, and so far, so good, right? You keep most of these players. You're going to be competing for a Big 12 title and a college football playoff spot next year. So uh, it, it just it just furthers the uh, the, the Arizona football uh, program mission there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's great to see. I'd be shocked if these players don't find some sort of opportunity, you know, in the league here after testing out and eventually here in the draft, even um, if they're picked later or, or however they have to go about getting on a team, they're going to find a way uh, to, to make some sort of impact. And I think they'll be around for a little bit and uh, they'll have their chance there. Mike Luke, I mean, the NFL is, is never easy as we know. I mean, we've seen, we've seen a few players here and there over the last decade or so go in and out, but, but at the same time, like, you know, you got three or four steady guys, you know, I think that would continue year after year and it's, it's still wild to see. And it's, it's nothing but good news uh, for this Arizona football program. So, I mean, and um, listen, there's, there is no holding back the Arizona football program. There is absolutely nothing. I mean, you look at the, listen, there's going to be a lot of guys from Georgia picked. There's going to be a lot of guys from Alabama picked. I say fooey. I say we focus on Arizona and that's what we were going to do. And that is what the smart people are going to do. Now, granted, the smart people might just be in Tucson, but that is also their fault, not ours. All right. Now, Jacob Cowing, um, Jacob Cowing, another interesting player. Listen, um, let me ask you this, uh, Ben One White. Why can't Jacob Cowing be somebody like Zay Flowers in the NFL? Again, I get that he's a little bit smaller. I get it. But Zay Flowers is about 5'8", 170 <laughs> in my dimensions. And um, also a, uh, you know, a guy that uh, is able to get open, catch the football. Why can't he be – why can't uh, he, uh, Jacob Cowing be Zay Flowers? He probably won't be him, but why can't he be Ben White? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you kind of stole my answer. I mean, outside of being a little undersized, I mean, I don't really see a reason why not. Um, and I think that's what's so cool about the league lately. And, you know, it's, it's good and bad because you see players who play receiver, who play running back, who are frustrated with the fact that, 
you can find a pretty good player, you know, later in the draft. That that first round pick of, you know, we're going to pay a lot of money, we're going to trade up. I mean, the Marvin Harrison Juniors of the world, like who the heck knows? I mean, I think he's going to be really good, but you know, historically here over the last few years, a lot of our good skill position players in the league have have been, you know, second rounders, third rounders, fourth rounders. I mean, look at somebody like Brandon Ayuk up at ASU, um, you know, as a, as a fairly, fairly recent example. So I, I think absolutely. I mean, he has an opportunity to do that when, when you can move like him, when you can play the way he is. I, I would be shocked if he's not given at least an opportunity. And it's, it's certainly possible. Anybody who says that it's not possible is, uh, is wrong, Mike Luke. Anything is possible. And again, I think that, you know, and again, he was an uber productive player here. I mean, you know, yep. like, uh, you know, uh, there were there were games, the game we were at at USC, you know, where he caught, were, what, three touchdowns or four touchdowns it was at. And just casually, gen- yeah, what, what, three touchdowns, four, just casually, right? Like it's yeah, not just a big casually, deal. you know, yeah. I just happened to have three or four touchdowns this previous yeah. game for a wide receiver. But no, he just, you know, he was just very, he was just a very good football player for the U of A. And he was probably one of the better wide receivers. Now, um, his th- it's going to be very, very important for him. The time that he runs is going to be very important. Um, you know, you don't, you can't be five, eight and run a four, six. Um, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have to be something a little bit. You're gonna have to be more like that Mike Luke forty time than that Ben White forty time. You're gonna have to be somewhere in that you know that four that at least that high four four region. You you agree with this, Ben? So I you're see you're you saying you're saying I'm slow. That's not nice. No, I'm saying that I'm fast. It's not necessarily a a, a cut down towards you. It's a, just just a way of building me up. I but see. Uh, yeah. But no, but, you know, cowing, it'll be fascinating because, again, an uber, uber productive player while he was here at the U of A. It'll be fascinating to see what he can do. And then Jordan Morgan out of Marana. Very fun story. Uh, you know, uh, Ben White, uh, Ben White gets out of Tucson, heads out to a place and uh, heads out to a place where there's more people. But as Ben White leaves. The university or the uh, city of Tucson produces more NFL talent. I don't know if that's a coincidence <laughs> or not, but this would be the second straight year that uh, a native Tucsonan is chosen yep. in the first round. Ben that's White. Wild. Now, do you regret uh, leaving Tucson, knowing what you know now? Well, I mean, I mean, it seems like it was the best thing ever. I mean, with the way you put it. <laughs> I mean, what? seriously, actually. What? This city needed Ben White to leave Tucson so that it could actually produce better football players. And it certainly is shown to be the case. This is true, Ben. I, I guess so. But I still get to come back uh, to Tucson to do these types of fun things. So, you know, I uh, I, I make my presence, um, you know, I guess efficient. Right. I'm, I'm there in the right spots when I'm not. You there, are. Yeah. There yeah no, that's that's really that's really what it comes down to. But Jordan Morgan. Fantastic football player. I mean, he was one of the handful of best tackles in the entire country this past year. Um, Easily. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, what's also very impressive about his story, too, is that he's a, uh, you know, a guy, obviously, out of Marana, um, and uh, he, you know, he blew out his knee, uh, you know, at the end of last or at the end of the previous year, and he was able to come back, and he was able to really, you know, make a uh, make a real impact in uh, at the U of A, and it was almost like he never left, um, and we always see in the NFL draft, the guys that uh, really shoot up the draft board, the end of the day, quarterbacks, and guess what? The players that protect quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. he's in a good position, um, where somebody like Michael Wiley is a fantastic football player, but he's kind of at a dime a dozen position. Somebody like yep. Jordan Morgan says, I am not in a dime a do- uh, dozen position. I will do exactly what I want when I want. That's exactly what he's doing, Ben White. Scarcity is your friend, and if you are somebody on the offensive line, 
If you are somebody on the defensive line, you will always have a spot in the league. And if you can stay healthy and be consistent, you will always make a very, very healthy living there, Mike Luke. Yeah, and that's exactly what he's doing. And, you know, listen, the most important thing is to be able to protect the commodity. Like, look at it this way. The commodity at the ESP in Tucson is uh, Justin Spears and Ollie Farhang. But guess what? They don't go anywhere without their protector, Andrew Trujillo. And honestly, you know, Andrew Trujillo should get absolutely as much as they both do because Andrew Trujillo protects them. This is true, Andrew Trujillo. I see you nodding your head in full agreement. I I don't know that I've ever felt more gassed up than I do right now, you guys. I mean, you know, but that's that, you know, you feel like an offensive tackle in the NFL draft where my job is to protect you and I am going to be valiant during the efforts. It's true. Yeah. And if I ever get the ball, it's going to make highlight reels for years. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, well, duh, it goes without saying. But, you know, it'll be fun to watch, though. Again, four guys in the Combine. We win about 10 years. I don't know. Did we even have Combine invites when uh, during the Rich Rod uh, era? Maybe like no. one? No. We had, we had guys who would show up for their pro days and then hope NFL teams would show up and watch them. But outside <laughs> the... of that, they couldn't even get people in the media locally in Tucson to go to those. I I remember that, too, when you're like, we would get, like, the invites or whatever to go to the uh, U of A football pro days, and literally nobody would show up because there was no draftable players. It's Correct. Like, yeah, not good. All right, Ben, what are we talking about in this next segment? We are going to continue the conversation with the NFL, um, and Tom Brady might be resurfacing, but not for the reason you might think. And Jerry Jones is back in the news. So oh, Jerry a lot, Jones. A lot, that's... A, lot, a lot to get to. That's scallywag. So we're going to talk about him next. But you're listening to Spears and Ali. Very happy Friday to everybody on ESPN Tucson 1490, 94.9 Channel 4 on your HD dial. So when Justin's feeling the most patriotic, he eats two steaks and drinks chocolate milk. That's a dude meal right there, brother. (laughs) Two steaks and chocolate milk? Yes, sir. They don't even taste good together. Yes, sir. You eat the steaks and then you need something sweet for the end. (laughs) Just drink some chocolate milk. You eat two steaks dry and then pound chocolate milk? America, brother. No. Wake up with Spears and Ali. Weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD4 ESPN Tucson. Brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union, the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans, and Rightway Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. You're listening to Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson 1490, 94.9 Channel 4 on your HD dial with Andrew Trujillo, Ben One White, I am Mike Luke. All right, uh, coming to you live from the ESPN Tucson studios. All right, now, uh, let's see, what are we going to get into this segment? We have much that we can get into. Tom Brady. Let's talk a little Tom Brady. All right, Tom Brady just turned 46. Um... I'm just asking you, have we seen the last of Tom Brady in the NFL, Ben? There's a method to my madness Ooh, here. You, you, you reread the show sheet. Um, I did. I'm very excited. I will I will answer that here in a moment because I think it depends on what type no, of No, 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 no. I said yes or this is a yes or no. This isn't a depends or, okay. you know. Let's... Okay, so let's, let's be a little bit more specific. In what sense? Playing? Yes. Okay. Um... No, Ooh, I, I don't think so. I'd love to see it, but I just... Andrew Trujillo, I see you disagreeing vehemently with Ben White. Um, what team do you think he's going to play for next year? I mean, I don't know if vehemently is the word, but I mean, you know, it could be pretty entertaining to see him come back. But I, again, I think that, like Ben says, I think we're going to see him more in like a TV role or something. Um, but no, it is funny, though, looking at this. He runs the 40 now faster than he did when he was at the... Uh, when he was when at he the was combo- 22. 
Yes. Yeah, when he was 22. By the way, those yeah. combine pictures are really good. You talk about a fish out of water, a sad yes. soul. He looks like Lloyd Christmas. I mean, he does not hey, look. Men age like wine, right? you got to yeah. give them some time. Andrew Trujillo. Let's see if Andrew Trujillo knows this. Andrew Trujillo, do you know who Lloyd Christmas is? The name definitely rings a bell, but off the top of my head, not really. No. Ooh. What if I said Harry Dunn? Harry Dunn. That's even less of a bell. All right. Well, it's the two main uh, actors from Dumb and Dumber. Um, so come on, come on. But you have something to watch tonight. You have something oh, to you watch. This the is your sign yeah, tonight. No, I know. I've seen Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, but it was you know w- watching him though. It it, it it is remarkable though that a guy at forty six is actually healthier than he was or healthier. I don't know if he's healthier. Healthier. But, I don't know about that, but yeah. Yeah, but he's actually. <laughs> it seems like he's in better physical shape than he was at twenty two. Ben White. What he ran a five point two at twenty two, yeah. and then he ran a. A 5.18 at 46. My Who would goodness. win a four in a 40? Kevin Woodman or Jason Shear? Uh, oh, Kevin Woodman, I think. I think Kevin Woodman's got the that hustle inside of him. You know, some yeah, people yeah, maybe yeah, look that's bigger, but they, you know, people like who are bigger, but they actually have to, they actually move quick if they have to. Like if they're yeah. on the line, they're like, oh, I got to move. I think Kevin strikes me very. We'll ask him about this, but I'm, and I'm sure he can confirm it. But Kevin strikes me as very quick twitch behind yes. the scenes. I've seen Kevin be very quick when he needs to be. You know, particularly yes, I have jetting, too. Jet, jetting in and out of certain places, where Sheer has sandals on and you know he moves very very slowly everywhere he goes. Yeah, so. uh, Sheer is a tortoise. The other one can actually like move with like quick strike ambition when he actually needs when to. When Kevin says the word urgent, he means business in all yes, aspects yes, of life. Yes, very much so urgent with nine exclamation points, three <laughs> underlining and uh yes, I've been on the other end of those emails. But then again, um, when he's managing you, you have to do that with your attention span. So I get why he did it. Understood. Let's talk about uh let's talk a little bit about Jerry Jones now, Jera. Um, so Jerry Jones is involved in a, <laughs> in a paternity suit. What's going on with these people, man? Robert De Niro is having a child. Al Pacino is, is, man. Yeah. I mean, these guys are in their eighties. I mean, <laughs> Jerry Jones is, has to be over 130 at this point. Yeah. I mean, look, this, this girl's what, 26 and she's alleging that Jones uh, has been paying the family for years and all this stuff. And I always find it interesting when these when these suits, you know, I'm not a legal expert by any means. That's why Mr. Mr. Farhang is here um, usually. Ooh, good call, good call. But but I will say this. If, if this is true, like then 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 come out and show us the proof. Right. Like, why do we have to go through the, the dog and uh, the pony show and the dance with all this all these reports? Because That's otherwise not, it's just water cooler talk. Right. Because it's not true, probably. Yes. All right. Now, speaking of uh, Ali, guess Guess who just got invited to a uh, VIP event at uh, the Velocity, or at the uh, Pac-12 tournament, Ben White? Uh, well, I think it would be Ollie. Clearly not you. Oh, no, 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 okay. Ollie and our good, very good friend Paul Volpe, is, uh, they are hosting an event. Guess who got two invites? Mike Luke and Ben One White. We oh, will wow. be RSVPing. Guess who we'll be RSVPing with? Who's that? Mr. Andrew Farhan? Trujillo's wife, Ooh. who is actually uh, who actually works for Ollie. I got the uh, I got the email and I said, wait a second, why am I emailing Andrew Trujillo at uh, or Andrew Trujillo at uh, Farhang and Metcalf or Metcalf or whatever it is? And um, and then I looked and I he said, no, no, no. He says that's Andrew's. Uh, he says that's Andrew's wife. So Andrew, this is a uh, this is a family business. Oh, Andrew Trujillo. I can see why you get yeah. confused. Yeah. <laughs> 
You guys keep it in the family, uh, Andrew Trujillo. It's slowly taking over the city of Tucson one one desk at a time. One law firm at a time. We yes, like sir. it. But, yeah, we will be hanging out. We will be uh, signing autographs. Uh, ben will uh, Ben will actually have a lemonade stand uh, posted up yeah. there as well. Uh, yes, I will. It's not People are not going to want to talk to Ali or, or Paul. They're all going to come just clearly to see me. Well, no, they're going to so. look at us, and they're going to be like, who are those two dorks over there? And That's it's mainly exactly gonna, what's going to happen. <laughs> they're going to be like, what exactly is going on? Uh, what exactly is going on there? And um, let's see here. All they're right, putting now, lemons in let's... the lemonade? No way. Yep. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, I actually made lemonade when I, w- I actually made. I tried actually selling lemonade when I was younger once. And I thought that like, and I, I don't know, I was probably like nine. And I thought it was like one of those like things where you just saw on TV these kids that supposedly make it rich selling <laughs> lemonade, which they don't. That's just a bunch <laughs> of garbage. But um, I yeah. sold... I sold two cups of lemonade in like four hours, mm-hmm. and I remember saying, "Man, this sucks. I'm never gonna do this again." Yeah. So you know I what did I did it. when I was a kid? I realized like how time-consuming it is because you have to squeeze the lemons and mix. Uh, I'm not gonna get into it, but you know what I ended up doing? I no, no, get selling, into it, please. I I ended up selling what a couple of cups of lemonade, and you know what I did? I just I just uh, put some water in a cup and then put lemon juice and mix it. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> and uh i believe one of the customers immediately uh, spit out the drink they weren't too happy but that's okay yeah i don't blame them you know that actually reminds me a lot of a line from dumb and dumber which andrew trujillo uh, was not diverse on where um uh this is actually when they're at the uh when uh when harry dunn is filling up gas at the gas station and uh his leg catches on fire and then our uh, oh, no, 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 excuse me. No, 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 It's the same lady, but it's when Lloyd Christmas is at a bar at 9 a.m. in the morning thinking that's when he's going to meet this woman for a date. And um, she says, <laughs> you know, um, I'm going to go. She's like she's talking about her whole background, and she's like, well, I don't want to bore you with that. And then uh, uh, one of them says, <laughs> thanks. And then uh, that's just what it reminded me of now with uh, Ben White, where he's talking about the lemonade stand. He's like, I don't want to get into all the details. I'm like, oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Oh, wasn't that when uh, he was going to meet with um, – what's her name, man? The the girl that they were chasing into Colorado, I forget. Oh, uh, uh, Merry Christmas. Mary, yeah, Merry Christmas. Or Mary Samson. Mary, Mary, Mary Swanson. Sa- Swanson or something. Samsonite. Where, uh, yeah, he's like, I'll meet you at 9 o'clock. And the guy yeah. shows up at 9 a.m. And then Harry Thinking Dunn's like – but Lloyd, you know, at 9 p.m. would make the most sense. The guy just sits there for 12 hours. <laughs> Sitting there drinking at 9 a.m. in a bar <laughs> thinking that he's missing something. So good. So good. That's, as the kids would say, I-Y-K-Y-K. Do you know what this means, Andrew Trio? I do. If you know, you know. Yep. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Just wanted to make sure, keeping you on your toes. All right, now we're going to get to a little bit of a U of A talk here in a second. But uh, first, why don't we make fun of some really? Uh, why don't we make fun of some really bad NFL quarterbacks first? Um, listen, uh, Ben White has been talking about for the longest time about how he wants Justin Fields on his team, and you know, mm-hmm. he uh, Ben White is a Packers and a Panthers fan. This is correct, Ben White. That's correct. Yep. All right, now. Which team would you prefer him to uh, go to? Would you prefer they get rid of Jordan Love and bring in Justin Fields? <laughs> or would you prefer getting rid of Bryce Young and bringing in Justin Fields? Well, considering uh, Carolina's quarterback is five foot five and weighs 130 pounds, I would, I would be very comfortable seeing Fields uh, go there. Do I think oh. he would be all that successful? No, because the team stinks. But uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him there. Also, Russell Wilson. Are we done with this guy? Where is yeah. he? Yeah, I mean... 
at this stage in the game, it kind of feels like this ship has sailed. Yes. Um, you know, he just, uh, I mean, he looked, as the kids would say, he looked washed during his time in Denver. Ben, would you rather have Justin Fields or Russell Wilson? I see what you're trying to do here, but yes, Justin Fields. Okay, thanks, thanks. I, I would agree with that. Russell Wilson, I don't want him anywhere. Maybe he goes to the Bengals and he's like a backup to Joe Burrow. I don't know. We could see By that. By the way, like, remember when he left Seattle, all these players, current and former, just came out bashing the guy. Like, people hate this guy. Like, I didn't realize, like, how widespread it was. It's because he's a weirdo. He's a phony. Like, He's not a bad guy, but he's super, super weird. Yeah. And, you know, I, and weirdos don't play generally well. Weirdos were okay. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> dude, there's nothing uh, There's nothing uh, truer than that. But, you know, weird – but I'm also I'm also powerless, though. I think if True. I was in a position of power like Andrew Trujillo – Although a lot of people do think you're uh, more powerful than – Dude, uh, I get people know. all the time that will tell me that I need to tell this coach this or this coach that or try to convince them. Dude, they're not listening to me. Why <laughs> would they listen to me? Dude, I'm the last person I would listen to if I'm a Power 5 football coach. Hey, you know what? We really got to get Mike's impression on this. No, they never say this. Ben, I see you laughing. I see you smirking. I, I agree. That's why oh, I'm okay. laughing. All right. I thought you were going to sit there and say, Mike, don't shortchange yourself. Part of the pun. But uh, and I will not do that. Um, now, uh, th- it's going to be interesting, though, this offseason. The Broncos stink. Um, but, you know, uh, I, and I think going into this year, people thought, well, you know, maybe Sean Payton can, you know, uh, rectify the situation. He cannot rectify the situation because he has a crummy quarterback. Nor so, does he want uh, to. He doesn't like the guy at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And actually, I think he's probably looking to himself and he's like, man, why didn't I wait a year and just go to uh, San Diego? Just go Diego to San Diego. Yeah, I think he's yeah. like, but all right. Although, but on that although note, I'll, t- I'll take Harbaugh over him. San I'll Diego, take Harbaugh over like, here. Los yeah. Angeles. They're still in Los Angeles. Speaking of which. Longtime Chargers fan Kevin uh, Kevin Woodman is going to be joining us. We also yep. have Bruce Pasco at eight thirty five. Man, if we've got a better duo in the sports world than what we're about to bring on, this is Madden and Summerall. This is, I mean, this <laughs> is something where it's you know, this is Breen and Van Gundy. This is about as big as it gets. <laughs> Coming back up, you're gonna. We got Kevin Woodman. You are listening to Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. 1490-949, Channel 4. She said, I want to go to a place where they cook the food in front of us. I know, just the place, Subway. So you're saying toasted. Toasted. <laughs> yeah, toasted. Double meat. Double meat, double cheese? Yes. Yeah, that gets you the cookie thing, right? Yeah. So she gets the free cookie. I do it all for the cookie. You are certainly the Casanova of our era. What a lucky lady. What a surprise. Wake up with Spears and Ali. Weekday morning, 7 to 9 on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD4 ESPN Tucson. Brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union, the Volpe team at Nova Home and Rightway Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. You're listening to Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson 1490-949 Channel 4. If it's been a long week for you and you're not happy with us, guess what? It's coming to an end. The, yes, well, it's, uh, the, it's been a long week for us too, but we're very happy to be here. They, we, are, we are ecstatic to be here, um, but the A-team will be back on to Monday. Um, but again, very, very uh, fortunate to... Uh, be able to talk to you heck maybe nobody's listening to us since it's just us but we are uh, we're entertaining ourselves and we are trying to entertain the great andrew trujillo this is true uh, ben one white this is very true all right now let's go to the phones let's hear from the man with the voice the man that has stories uh expert skier the um, real reason why people are tuning in the real reason hear him, people, not us 
The real reason people are tuning in, probably the most naturally gifted speaker I've ever heard, the great the Kevin Woodman, coming again from the uh, tough streets of Inglewood's payphones. Hello, Kevin Woodman. <laughs> ben, Mike, how the hell are you? How you guys doing this morning? All right, so all right, so Kevin, you're on a payphone in Inglewood right now. This is correct? <laughs> yes, I'm. Uh, I'm keeping the ladies in line, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I don't blame you. Too. They they didn't call him Woodman for no reason growing up. That's for sure. <laughs> hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, Ben. All right, Ben. For, Kev, we were talking about something that's and we're gonna we're gonna get into sports here in a minute, but sure. we got to talk about something that everyone's sure. talking about the sweep in the nation. Wendy's. Yeah. All right, Ben. Fill Wendy's. Kevin Woodman in on what Wendy's is doing, and let's get ben, <laughs> Kevin Woodman's reaction to this. This is fantastic. So Wendy's has come out and said starting in 2025, their pricing on food items is going to be based on surge pricing, kind of like how Uber is. So if you go through the drive-thru or go to the restaurant, at one point time of day, you know, a burger could be 6 bucks, But maybe if you go when it's busier, a burger could be $15. And they're, they're saying they're doing this because their profits were down 0.5% this year kev so uh surge pricing coming to fast food i don't like it i uh i'm not a big fan of this idea i think this is a uh, uh I, I don't mind when i don't mind wendy's I, the main problem i have with wendy's is every time you go there they're always so snotty they act like they're doing you such a favor <laughs> by eating their burger and i don't mind the wendy burger the wendy burger is not a bad burger but they're always just so snotty you know what i mean so it's like I, I, did, I, I can get a better burger and be talked down to a little bit less someplace else. But uh, so, so let me understand this. So I guess at lunch and dinner time, that's when they're going to charge more for their burgers because that's when the Correct. demand is greatest. Because that's when you're actually yeah, going to yeah, go I, and, and buy it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a horrible idea. That's a horrible idea. Even if it makes sense from your, from your point of view from a, as a company – which it might, because you got to have. I mean, you got to figure it this way. You're going to have to have more people, right? If you're scheduling fast food, like I was thinking about the time I worked at uh, I worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken, we had to schedule more people during lunch. You had to schedule more people during uh, during dinner, and so that makes sense that you're scheduling more people. So you've got to uh, you're going to have you're going to it's going to cost you more per hour. That all makes sense. But what you've really done now is you made me resent the hell out of Wendy's. <laughs> Kevin, were, when you worked there, were you a stewardess? Stewardess? No, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken. I was just curious. You weren't a stewardess at Kentucky Fried Chicken? <laughs> no, I was not a stewardess. Although I had the legs for it, I, I was not a stewardess at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. Well, that's why I was going to ask. I think that's the natural progression, and I think you were a little bit thrown off by the question, but I think most people would wonder, is Kevin Woodman a stewardess at Kentucky? By the way, I had KFC like three nights ago. KFC's fantastic. I don't care what anybody says. Kevin, KFC you like KFC. Right. This is true. KFC is great. I'm a I'm a fan of the extra crispy, whatever it is. I, I, the original is good. Give me the extra crispy. It's like uh, it's the, the most of the piece of chicken is essentially breaded spicy flour that they, they drop in oil. Oh, sweet mama. So good. With a cold beer, well, Kevin, shut your face. That is one of life's well, simple Ke- pleasures. God, that was good. Oh. Well, Kevin, it's, it's it's good because, what, like the, the, the dinner combo is like 20 bucks. It'll last you like two or three meals, and then you go to freaking McDonald's. The Big Mac combo is, what, $15 now. So it's a no-brainer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, 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 speaking of what uh, fast food people are doing, I don't know if you guys have tried this yet. Maybe they don't have it there in, uh, in Tucson. But I was at a McDonald's. Uh, what a couple weeks ago, I guess, that had no 
you ordered via the via uh, uh, like a kiosk, like a machine. I hate it. There were no it. people. There were yeah. no behind the counter. Have you guys seen the AI drive-thrus where you go through the drive-thru and it's AI? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Well, see, that's the same. How is that any different than what Wendy's is doing? You know what I mean? I mean, it's the same thing. If you think about it, they're basically eliminating, in one way or another, they're eliminating workers or paying for them. Either way, you know what I mean? And no one has really pushed back against McDonald's. It was was kind of easy, though, I will say. It was far easier ordering uh, on the kiosk than it was ordering through someone across the counter. Because some of the people across the counter at McDonald's are not that sharp, let's be honest. You know, for sure, dude. Kevin, the thing that cracks me up about the kiosk that I never thought I was going to run into is that the last oh, – I was at a kiosk and I was ordering food, and it was trying to give uh, get me to give it a tip. I am not tipping a machine <laughs> under any circumstances. It starts sweet-talking you. Hey, sexy, thanks for the order. <laughs> it's like, it's like, hey, uh, hey, you, need, you got a couple extra bucks you can throw this way? No, I do not. Or even, even when you're picking up food, I like, I like how they don't want to directly ask you. Uh, what's the phrasing? Can you answer this one quick question? Like, what's that supposed to mean? You're yeah. just handing me the food from the counter. Yeah. <laughs> and what is it? And exactly. And where do we stand? Where do you guys stand? I always tip when I pick up an order because I feel guilty because I know that I'm going to order from them again. And I don't want them to remember me as the guy didn't pick up. I only chip a couple of bucks because you're, Kevin, all, you're not like tipping the McDonald's the drive through. No, nobody is. Come on. <laughs> no, not the McDonald's drive through. I'm saying like in a regular restaurant, if I go and pick it oh, up, okay. should yeah. I, should I tip that? I don't see. I don't think you should have to like the delivery. You should, but if I go to pick it up, a to go order, I've already paid you for the food, which is calculated yeah. in the workers who made the damn food. So who am I exactly tipping? I got my fat ass out of my truck to come inside to get it. I should be tipping myself if you think about it. But <laughs> who am I? Who? Why am I tipping you? And why? But I always do. They always guilt me into it. Kevin, are you still driving that amazing red truck that you had? Damn straight, I am, Bessie. I love her. That. Kevin not, drives maybe the coolest truck I've ever seen. That thing can jet in and out, and uh, we've seen Kevin do Kevin going down Roger and then going right on Oracle, a very quick move. Kevin, you maneuver that thing with grace and dignity. Thank you. Thank you very much. All it's right. funny. I drive so much sl- I drive so much slower here in California. The time I spent in Tucson has completely taken over. It's it, everyone here in California drives like a bat out of hell. And I drive so yes. slow and I've turned into the like the crazy old man. I'm like waving my fist at him to slow down. Slow down. It's I, but I Kev, can't I can't get back they to all drive like Mike Luke to here my way of LA. driving in California. I still drive like I'm in Tucson. Well, Kev, let's let's be honest. Tucson does have the worst drivers in the country. It's not even close. You would agree. It's not even close. They're the the worst drivers in the country. I've driven everywhere. I had a sales job where I traveled nationally, and I I traveled in some of the biggest cities, some of the smallest towns. Tucson is the worst drivers. It's not even close. Don't kid yourselves. It's like you're all just – you're all somehow – you're all whacked out on some crazy drug or something. I can't can't explain it, but it's, it's, it's crazy. And don't say it's the old people. Um, because, I mean, that's part of it. But it's also the, you know what I feel like it is in Tucson? I feel like it's all of the people who would ask to speak to my manager. Those be like all the parents of the world, and then and then put them behind the wheel. And that's who you have driving in Tucson. That's what it feels like to me. Well, well I was, the other thing in Tucson that people don't realize is that you're allowed to turn right at a red light if you stop. 
Um, that's something that uh, it's universal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of a, it's kind of a, you know, like a universe, it's kind of a, you know, uh, uh, a pretty interesting idea. So what happened was, so this is probably like a couple months ago and I was at a stop sign and we're going to get into sports, I swear. Um, but, uh, um, I was at, or, uh, I was at a red light and this lady in front of me was stopped at the red light and she wasn't going right. And she just kept saying that she was going to, or, you know, but her blinker was on. So I start blasting the horn. I got places to go. Come on, chop, chop. And, um, she, uh, so after me blasting the horn for about five to 10 seconds, she then, uh, starts covering her ears instead. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, the, the horn is here for a reason. You'll move. And then she didn't move, and obviously then when it went, went green, then she left. And then I felt very tough, and I gave her a big, mean scowl as I was going by. But, Kevin, <laughs> that is the embodiment of the Tucson driving experience. We do not like it. No, it's it's, it's one thing I do not I do not miss about dr- driving in Tucson. It's, it's, it's horrendous. I, I will say this, though. One of the great things about Tucson, and you guys should never take this for granted, is and I experienced it here living in California. In California here, you have to you have to factor for parking everywhere you go, everywhere you go. Other than, like, maybe downtown Tucson. And, and, and Tucson, no one has ever said, are we going to get there early to find parking? It, 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 that's one of the things you should you should absolutely embrace about Tucson that I totally miss, is you can get there at whatever time. Parking is going to be not an issue. You know, like I said, other than going downtown, which downtown parking in Tucson is horrible. Um, but... I, I miss that part of it, but you still have to deal with the Tucson drivers, and I, I just it's it, it it's so it's so bad. I, I can't even fathom it. I don't miss that. I used to. Well, never mind. But uh, I am uh, I'm uh, I'm going day drinking today, guys. Are you excited for me? Ooh, Ooh we're going to talk about the... that on the other side. That's called a tease, Kevin Woodman. Sweet. All right, come back with us. You're listening to or 1490 uh, uh, Spears and Ollie. I want to congratulate my son for acing his LSAT, top 1% in the country with his score. Really proud of him, proud daddy today. So, Xavier, great job. And his response to me was, job's not finished. Shout out to you, Xavier. Congratulations on all your success. Looking forward to you being a better lawyer than your father. (laughs) Wake up with Spears and Ali. Weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD4 ESPN Tucson. Brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union, the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans, and Rightway Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. All right, now, back. Joined by Kevin Woodman. All right, uh, Ben, where are we going with this? Well, Kev's going uh, day drinking. we got to find out when and where. All right, Kev, yeah, what are you baby. doing? Where are you, what are the plans? Uh, fill us all in. I'm going uh, my, where I normally go day drinking. Uh, you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. So I'm leaving here uh, as soon as we're done, and I'm heading down to uh, Newport Beach. I'm going to Beach Ball, which opens at 6 o'clock in the morning and just happens to be right next to my favorite bar, Blackie's, and Blackie's opens at 10. So what I do is I get down, I get myself a cup of coffee, I go to Beach Ball, I sit in the window, and, and if you go to Beach Ball, you, uh, when you first go in, you, you go up these couple of stairs, and there's a window that seats about four or five people, and you can sit, drink your coffee, read the newspaper. You can actually see the water, see the waves break, and uh, they have fantastic Bloody Marys, a great jukebox, and uh, it always you're never quite sure now with Beach Ball uh, who you're going to get uh, that early in the morning. Sometimes it's guys that are just uh, boozing it up a little bit before they go uh, hang some drywall, and sometimes it's guys that have uh, you know uh, are paralyzed with uh, social anxiety disorder. Uh, uh, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, they have very extensive uh, action figure collections 
Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and that early in the morning, beach ball gets a very, uh, a very uh, varied crowd. So you never know what you're going to get. But then at 10 o'clock, over to beach ball, and then uh, hopefully the sun's going to be out today. It looks like it's going to be. And then you just sit in that corner. I sit on the corner spot there, um, like Norm at Cheers, and uh, I just uh, get myself a couple of uh, beers. And uh, they have a, a sandwich called the uh, the special sandwich. I eat like two or three of those and just watch the day go by. It's a uh, it's not a bad way. I have, the, I have the day off today, so it's a uh, it's not a bad way to make a living. Yeah, well that's it. That, well that's excellent, dude. Especially when you get a Friday day off. Yes, sir. Please thank me. Sign me up for two. This is true, Kevin. Absolutely, I am uh, very very excited about it. So we'll see what it's like. I'll try to send some uh, photos to you guys if I can. Uh, I remember. I I'm the worst at, at taking photos. I'm the absolute worst. Well, no, you would used to get mad at Ben White all the time for taking photos. This is Kevin. You would get very no, upset. No, I got mad at him for taking photos of me. I got mad at him for taking <laughs> photos of me. <laughs> I didn't mind him yeah. taking photos of, like, you know, the event and stuff. You know, he was very good at that. Just with every once in a while, I just want photos taken of me. Nobody wants to see that. Oh, we all wanted to see it. Everybody wanted to see it. So yeah. uh, let's talk a little some, bit. I have, Kev- some, I, have some tasteful, I have some tasteful nudes I'll send you, Mike. I love that's that's a yes we 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 would very we would very much like to see that now Kev real quick with uh, um just uh you got March Madness coming around the corner where are you penciling in U of A in your bracket we know you've been watching them pretty closely I would assume that you've got them going pretty far this is true yes I do and you know it's I told you yesterday or uh, the day before that I was worried about their their lapses in defense but my God it's it's every team every team. For whatever reason, and that was my main concern. Maybe they, you know, there's uh, there, there's some players for Arizona that you know maybe don't show up uh, every night. But though I, I, I think, look, you can't lead. I think they still lead the nation in scoring. You can't you can't do that. And uh, points per possession, I think they're still uh, in the top five or so. You can't do that if you're horribly inconsistent. So maybe that's a worry that you know I've I've made up out of thin air. But what I really worry about is there's times watching this team, Arizona, where. Where and this is typical. This is what you do as as a fan, right? You don't talk about the things they do well. You talk about the things that concern you. And my concern was just lapses in defense, where they suddenly forget how to defend anything, and you know, and suddenly a team that Arizona's up by twelve, and then you blink and oh, they're only up by two. Oh, they're down by four. You know, and what and what's going to happen is if you next thing you know you're playing like Princeton or Cornell. And they're running that damn backdoor screen and running seventeen white guys at you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you if you have lapses on defense, uh, I'm telling you, I, that's what worries me. So, but otherwise, Kev, we got to go to break. I sorry, hate to cut you off, but we'll we'll come back on the other side with you. Kev, we're coming back with you. Kev, stay fresh. Do you want Spears and Ali unchained, unfiltered, uncensored? If you like the live show on ESPN Tucson, 1490 AM, 94.9 HD, Channel 4, and the ESPN Tucson mobile app, then you'll love Spears and Ollie Overtime, where we discuss sports, culture, movies. And enough with the gratuitous cussing, Justin. I mean, you don't have to always use words like and and go yourself. It's Spears and Ollie Overtime. Subscribe, rate, and comment on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 